Welcome back, everybody. This is episode 11 of the ClapperCast. I'm Burke. And I'm Sean. And we have quite the episode today. Um, it was a busy week in the hockey world. Yeah. Just to start off, uh, I wanted to have an update for favorite jerseys. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure how you missed these, but let's uh, continue yeah, I here. I forgot that I really love the Arizona third jersey, the Kachina jersey. Yep. That's yeah. one of my all-time faves, and I, I don't know why I totally blanked out on that but <laughs> and then another one is the hartford whalers jersey that carolina's using i love those jerseys so it's much it's very nice but very disrespectful those bunch <laughs> of jerks yeah i guess if you're uh, a boston fan <laughs> <laughs> if you're jack edwards they're very yeah. disrespectful <laughs> very disrespectful especially dougie hamilton yeah just the scum of the earth yeah but uh the leader of the bunch of jerks yeah now that we got that out of the way um, maybe we can talk about Eugene Melnick and some of his comments oh, that he made. Melnick's meltdown. So, if you're unaware, he was on a radio station. What one was it even? Something in Ottawa. Was it TSN? One, TSN, TSN yeah. something in Ottawa. So he did a did TSN a radio interview, and he had some pretty volatile comments. Yeah, so he did one interview in the evening. like I think it was during a game or something. And then another interview the next morning that just had even more wonderful reports. So yeah. I think one of the funniest ones for me was um, somehow they tracked and started blaming a 12-year-old kid from Toronto <laughs> yeah. for for a lot of the trolling and toxicity online. Yeah, yeah it's so all his fault. I'm, I'm really unsure of why Melnick was, or whoever he appointed, was stalking a 12-year-old on the internet. Um, that might be worrisome. I found that one funny because... You've seen a lot of, like, pro-senators bots on Twitter. Yeah. So for them to attack, like, a 12-year-old kid seems pretty disingenuous and, you know, hypocritical. <laughs> yeah, and then building off of that, he talked about how the real Sens fans aren't actually um, attacking or being negative and all that. Yeah, real fans don't mind what's happening to so, the team right now. <laughs> I'm curious who he thinks the real fans are. Are they those bots? Yeah. Are the real fans his, like, burner accounts? <laughs> I don't know who he thinks real fans are anymore. Yeah, actually, it's uh, Mark Borowiecki. Oh, yeah, that's that the guy. real fan. <laughs> that's <laughs> the true fan. How do you say his name, Borowiecki? Borowiecki. Borowiecki. I don't know how you get that out of like Borowiecki. I yeah. guess it's just Polish or something. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, some other comments that he made. Um, he made more. He attacked Toronto and said that mistakes were made and nobody paid attention to defense. I, which is I mean, ridiculous for a team that has traded away the best, one of the best defensemen in the league. Yeah, I mean, he's he's not wrong that the team is weaker defensively than they are offensively, but that's they're still one of the best teams in the league, and you're currently in the toilet because you wouldn't pay your players. It seems interesting that Toronto came up in this interview. I'm not sure how it did, if it was brought up by the interviewer or Melnick, but it seems like it's deflection. Very and to try and it's like what aboutism, right? Like, yeah. Oh, well, Ottawa's a shit show, but what about Toronto? They don't have defense. They're also just sitting in third. And <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> you know, that's ease. a very good point. That he won't, you know, maybe he's just deflecting criticism of his own organization onto something trivial of another. Yeah. Well, they suck and too. Certain members of Toronto Maple Leafs organization were asked about these comments. I think it was Morgan Riley, maybe. Yeah, he was. And I can't remember if it was him or somebody else, but they said, like, we have a great owner. How about that? That's yeah. all I'm going to say or something. And it's like <laughs> Just a very, <laughs> very to-the-point, blunt, shut-up answer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, some other comments that he made. He made a comment about uh, Mark Stone, which was very juicy. Yeah. He said, like, he's too old for a long-term contract. And he's 26 right which now. Which is exactly the age that everybody signs long-term contracts at. Which is why he signed a contract or agreed to sign a contract within 15 minutes of going to Vegas. Yeah. So, so Melnick, I don't know what that's about. Like, that's that's exactly when a lot of good players end up in their beginning their UFA careers. Yeah. And so you only exactly sign when... rookies to <laughs> yeah. a long-term contract. Like I, that what doesn't the fuck? that just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Uh, I I feel like that's another just deflection answer where he's just like, oh, yeah. well, he's too old. And then like, the, not actually addressing the issue. It's but. so dumb. Like, yeah, it's just responding to criticism in the most juvenile way. Yeah. 
Well, we had our own reasons for not wanting to sign yeah. him, oh, even though he old. was the future of our franchise and the captain. And, you know, he was somebody who inspired our rookies to be better and who actually lived with our rookie, yeah. Brady Kachuk. And, you know, Big Walt said that he wanted Stone to be signed. Which, and, like, uh, that's that's huge when you've got a former player who's... an important who's... piece of the team, but he's too old at 26. Which, I mean, okay. okay. Melnick, maybe you're too old to be involved in the Senators. Maybe. Get out. Like, 26, so he signs an eight-year deal, which, eight-year, $9.5 that's probably pretty fair for a player of his caliber. Yeah. And he'll be 34 when it's done, maybe 35 if he turns Yeah, so he might have, like, that. maybe one or two seasons a bit less production or something maybe but and i'm also know. even hesitant on that because like stone's not he's not like a he doesn't shy away from physicality but he's not like a hugely power forward physical type yeah which like those are the types of players that tend to drop off really quickly yeah and i mean this is a time where you have to offer players that long-term contract to secure them yeah because it's just somebody else will that, that's just that the way the, the league is right now yeah it's uh it, i think it's definitely a player's market um, because there's so much, there's so many teams out there willing to pay. Yep. So, exactly. And then the one last comment that I remember is he brought up, he said about the LeBreton Flats deal that fell through that the mayor of Ottawa is lucky that Melnick isn't talking about what it was like to deal with him because the mayor of Ottawa had publicly stated that Melnick was really hard to deal with thing yeah so to be honest based off of what we know about melnick and this whole situation on his end and how he's treating a senator's organization i have to find myself siding with the mayor of ottawa that melnick is probably yeah. the difficult one to deal with and melnick's probably just like the type of person that would walk everywhere think everyone's being a dick to him but he never stops to look for the shit on the bottom of his shoe yeah yeah and, you know, when that whole thing was going on, I didn't really follow it that closely, but I remember hearing things of, like, you know, he would come in, like, very close to the deadline all the time when they set, like, deadline parameters of, like, we need your offer by this time or something. He would right. be, like, last minute all the time. Right, so a whole like bunch that. of, like, how to win a negotiation 101 yeah, he's like stuff. Yeah, Trump, basically, right? Yeah. I saw some comments online. And it was like, have you ever seen Trump and Melnick in the same room? Ooh. <laughs> no. Juicy. Confirmed <laughs> they are the same person. Very juicy. Um, not saying he's as bad as Trump, but... The tactics. I mean, the, yeah, the tactics are definitely there. To deflect, deflect, deflect. Nothing's my fault. Yeah. You know, so... Yeah, I, I am. I have to agree with you and side with the mayor on that one. I don't have enough evidence to the contrary <laughs> to. Uh, yeah, I mean, to think that Melnick's probably telling just the going truth. off of the evidence of everything else that's gone on. Yeah, with that organization yeah. and the people that Melnick has surrounded himself with, and the people and the good people who have been a part of that organization leaving and yeah, leaving on and saying like that. That's why basically <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so. Let's maybe jump off of Melnick well, to actually, another. Oh, you have more? more? Yeah, there were two comments okay. that I wanted to address too. So the first one was that he called Ian Mendez, highly respected reporter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, just called him trash, basically. Yeah. Which, like, this is a, you know, I don't even understand what the point of that was, that he's somehow thinking that him and his organization are above criticism, which I don't even know if Mendez would criticize the team like that. Like a uh, fan would. I think Mendez was criticizing the team about maybe going in the wrong direction or something. I'm not 100% sure, but okay. Melnick was definitely responding to something Mendez said, uh, criticizing the team. Okay. So again, he's trying to discredit him. Yeah, so he's... Saying his opinion's not valid. Which, I mean, he's just he's a media personality, highly respected. He's done good work. Like, he's had a good relationship with But he's the not a shill. Past. Yeah, so he's not a burner get the account. fuck out of here. Yeah, basically, yeah, he's not a burner account, so he sucks. But the the thing I like to see is that Mendez didn't take it like negatively. He didn't go back and attack Melnick because I th I can't remember. It was like a family member of Mendez's was in the hospital or something. Oh, I saw. And this. he posted a picture on Twitter of like this gift or card, get well soon card from Melnick. 
and the team. Yeah, I think it was when his daughter was sick or something. Yeah. Melnick sent him like sent them a basket full of send stuff and a card and whatnot. Yeah. A few years ago. So he you know, he's taken the high road and saying like he's not that bad of a guy. Yeah, I think he was saying like I like to see the good in people yeah. at all times or something. Which, so yeah, that you was know, good on him for taking the high road on that. And then in the TSN panel, I'm assuming intermission panel, um, right after that. James Duthie came out and said, uh, yeah, I don't know why he said that. Uh, Mendez is awesome, basically. <laughs> yeah. And the other comment was Melnick saying that Dorian and his team have oh, six right. months to get their shit together, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's their Which, fault. <laughs> what? I, I'm dumbfounded by so that. So when does even six months take us to? That's... What's was it? March? So that's... April, May, June, September? July, yeah, September. So training camp, basically. Okay. What what do you expect a team to do in one off season with nothing? Yeah, with no assets to trade or anything. Like he's he's now he's now shifting the blame off of himself, off of You better draft players who can play immediately in the NHL. Yes. That that second rounder better make the team immediately. You know that pick that we lost to Colorado? That better be a good pick. <laughs> oh burn. <laughs> yeah. Fucking I don't I don't know what he expects them to do. Yeah, I mean Dorian, he's doing the best he can with what he's. I guess what just he's continuing with. to be a team and a skating team. Maybe that maybe maybe by the beginning of the season they become a skilled skating team. Maybe. Maybe they'll be able to score. Maybe, just maybe. Yeah. So okay. so that, now that's, I wanted to jump on yes. to another, some other comments made in the league, attacking a player. So you're the fan of this organization. Oh so maybe let's yeah. So sometime over the weekend there was like or at the end of the last week there was a fan season ticket holder breakfast of some kind where nicholson was like presenting or speaking or whatever and he basically called out tobias reader for not scoring 10 to 12 goals and blamed the basically the failure of this season on tobias reader so what is nicholson for the oilers he's the he's whatever he's like the VP of or president of operations or something. He's, okay. he's some position that's like above the president of hockey ops. Okay. Or so he's an exec. Yeah, he's some sort of executive. I don't know his exact title. So telling fans that it's all one player's fault that we're not a playoff team. Yeah. Because he didn't score. Because he didn't score. And I mean, like, yeah, he's not wrong. Reader still somehow has no goals on the season, but he's not been playing terribly. He wasn't brought in to score. And there's like 18 other players on the team that aren't scoring. Yeah, like he's not, he's not the main problem. Yeah, the main problem is that we've got third and fourth liners playing first and second line minutes all the time. Of course, they're not going to score. If he had, if Reader had scored goals, it would have been what, like six, if that, something think, like that. I think his career is around 10 to 15. So, how many more games do you win with that? Two? Based off of how many... Three? Based off of their goal differential being like negative 30-something, like like 35 or something, and the amount of times they've lost by three, four goals, it's it's not going to do anything. You might win like one more game if he happens to score a goal early. What if you scored them all in one game? Well, then you win one more game. Yeah. Perfect. So, there you go. Then you make playoffs. Yeah. And then one we, game. Yeah. And then we have a really awesome game to remember, just like Sam Gagne's eight points. <laughs> yeah. And now he's back. <laughs> so we can do it again. We've been we've been hoping. Yeah. But so. yeah. So those comments to me, I can't believe that someone in a position of power like him, who's as experienced, respected, and like highly regarded in hockey in Canada, would publicly say that about a player. Yeah, why would you call it one guy? Like, that's so unprofessional, disrespectful, and uncalled for. And it's really damaging to the team's reputation. I mean, maybe he's trying to follow in the steps of Dallas. Oh, yeah. But even Dallas, they were, they called out the star players. But not well, just yeah, one they're in Dallas. depth line. Yeah. Ha-ha. Ha-ha. <laughs> 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 so, I mean... What are you, what are you doing except for damaging your reputation for signing depth forwards, when you already have a problem with depth forwards? Yeah, 
Like, what? what's the thought process there? I know it's probably just, like, a comment that he made. Like, you know... Well, it was like Slip a the tongue, maybe, but yeah, it was. It seemed like it was like a casual, um, like breakfast gathering of ticket holders or fans. Still, though, I mean, in that but position, you, you have to know every comment you make about the team is public record. Exactly, and that's what happened because that meeting happened, and then within an hour, someone posted on Twitter like, "This happened. This yeah. is pretty concerning. What the fuck? Like, what's going on here?" And then Reader came out and said, "Like, it's." disrespectful disappointing actually i think his agent came out first yeah his agent that. did first and then readers made a co- uh some sort of comment yeah and the said, next day after practice he was kind of asked about it and said all oh, i'm offended it's disrespectful like yeah he said i'm not having a great season but you know it's that's that's not the type shitty, of thing basically and like, then he also said that like the, the players all think it was shitty and they all have his back which was cool to see yeah, which is good that it might help smooth things over that at least the players got your back but i mean he's gone um i mean not that you would want to re-sign him after the season he's had anyway but you mean you could get him for pretty cheap yeah but exactly he's gone but like i said before you have a problem signing these depth guys but how is this going to help if they have a bad season in edmonton you're just going to publicly shame them yeah and hurt their value more and like what the fuck is that trying to do it's so bad and they're and basically following this, there has been a rumor that Cates is kind of pissed about that whole situation. As he should be. As he should be, yeah. And like he doesn't want to be a hands-on owner like that, but he's now looking to um, separate Nicholson from hockey operations to push right. him into the business side with the brand and the business whatever and hire a separate president of hockey operations who will hire the GM, who isn't the same person. So before, Chiarelli was both the president of hockey operations and GM. Right. And he wants to do similar to what Toronto does, where they've got their president of hockey ops, like I think it's Shanahan. Shanahan, yeah. Who then has hired the GMs. Right. So they want they want to do that and push Nicholson out of hockey. Which would make sense, because it doesn't seem like he's got the gift of the gab, and he's not good with people. Not in that way. And... Um, I mean, mean, coming from, like, an HR background myself, it's, you have to be really careful with what you say, and speaking negatively about someone, especially without them present and publicly, isn't going to do anything good for anybody. No. And now you, and now what's, you know, how many other players are sitting there thinking, am I next? Yeah, I mean, you don't want to have people, you obviously want players to not like having a poor season but that's a psychologically you can't ram it down their throat yeah yeah so like first off the player knows they're not having a great year yeah like they're going to be fully aware of that on their own and secondly that's a private conversation with a coach who's going to help them work through it yeah that's performance management you don't need to publicize everything like that like it's obvious he's not having a good year it's not definitely not his fault alone no that they're not in playoffs or going to be in playoffs but you know basic performance management you like you said you have those conversations with that person about their performance and say hey maybe you know maybe we need to tailor our expectations of what we wanted out of you yeah maybe you'd fit better in a different role or you know he's already in a depth forward so well the problem is too you know he's a depth forward. He should be playing third and fourth line, but for a good chunk of the season, he's playing second line with Drysaitel. Yeah. So again, you, for lack of a better term, you can't paint a turd gold. And I'm yeah. not calling Reader a turd. It's yeah. It's just a. <laughs> it's just it's like an analogy. he doesn't have that skill set. Yeah. So why would you put him in that situation and expect him to? have that skill set yeah and this right? this is one of chiarelli's biggest failures which he is more to blame than reader for the season because chiarelli had this weird tendency to take a player who's never performed above like a third fourth depth forward role and expect them to put up first line production just because they're playing on the first line yeah that he gives he way overvalues potential that someone might do something like that mm-hmm. yeah there's a difference between seeing potential and it actually being there yeah and, I mean, Reader has definitely shown 
he can score. He has scored in the NHL. Yeah. I mean, he scored those two shorthanded goals in the same penalty against yeah, the Oilers a few years ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm well aware of that. I mean, anybody in the NHL can score. Even Brooks Orpix has scored. Exactly. Um, you know, it's not very common, but again, they're not on the team to score. Yeah. You have you have Connor McDavid, you have Nugent Hopkins. I mean, you brought even like Lucic in to, to hopefully score. Score, and I'm doing air quotes when I say yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, if this was a visual podcast, you yeah, would see me doing air quotes. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I just think it's really dumb <laughs> to phrase it yeah. bluntly. Like, it's just... It's basically... Uh, it's a competition between Edmonton and Ottawa for biggest tire fire in the league. I think... It's like, like as Ottawa soon as has does it. something, <laughs> Ottawa does something back. We just hit the mic. Um, I think Ottawa has it locked down, but yeah, I mean Edmonton's trying their best, but it's not, it's not as bad in my opinion as a third party fan. It's Edmonton's just dysfunctional. <laughs> yeah, and there's there's a lot of people who don't really. There's so many different theories and opinions and ideas on what's going wrong that it's and nobody's really looking at quite simply the team just sucked at drafting scouting and development for so long that they now have to start from zero to build that that organizational depth. Yeah, I think what makes Ottawa's worse is the fact that they were a good team not too long ago. And that they're well, I guess Edmonton did this with like a few guys in the early two thousands, but that they're taking like the iconic members of their franchise and just completely treating them like garbage to the point that you know like Daniel Alfredson leaves twice on bad terms. You know, yeah. Carlson leaves and says like I would liked it there, but I couldn't stay in that organization. Yeah, for sure. It's just their fall from grace from that conference finals has been so abrupt. Oh yeah big time like just one bad season and it just the self wheels are off like <laughs> it's just crazy yeah the wheels are off the engine's on fire like the windows are all broken <laughs> driver has been launched through the windshield <laughs> it's it's like when you play like a nuclear apocalypse game and there's just a vehicle on the side of the road and it's all like burnt up and this is all rusted and the windows are gone and it's just a husk hoods up yeah of its former self <laughs> yeah it's crazy i think ottawa's got the the dumpster fire, tire fire. <laughs> They've got the Razzie of the season. Okay, for sure. that's a good one, yeah. And hopefully they accept the award. But you never know. I don't know. Melnick will probably try to deflect it onto Toronto or something. Yeah. Or the 12-year-old. Yeah, so <laughs> maybe let's uh, move on. Segway into Toronto? Yeah, yeah. What do you have about Toronto? I don't have anything written down about Toronto. Yeah, we were talking about uh, how um, Babcock had those kind of – right innocent comments about like other teams have done better at drafting and developing and depth and like right. grit. And then everybody in the media and fans took that as, is this oh a my shot God, at Tavares? Yeah. <laughs> is this a shot at Tavares slash Dubas? Yeah. And this apparently was enough for Babcock to have to like talk to Dubas and apologize and like clear the air with him, which like, makes absolutely no sense to me. Yeah. I, I apologize. My comments were misconstrued by the media. Sorry, boss. Yeah. Which I, makes no sense. Like, he's not wrong in what he said, that Toronto, they, they kind of did the same thing that Edmonton did, where their rebuild got, like, a massive jump start at the beginning. So they didn't have those couple of years of prospects um, drafting and developing just a whole bunch of prospects. They kind of got started with a high pick, and then that rapid-fired them through it. So, yeah, they don't have the depth, and they're not built to be, like, a gritty team. They're built to be a high-powered scoring team. Yeah, I think if you're looking at the team, or the term depth, if you're looking at the term depth as in, do we have a lot of players who can replace our top-line talent? Yes, you do. You have players who can be offensive and score on mm -hmm. all four lines. But if you look at depth, like like you just said, a playoff gritty team, do they have depth? Not uh, To be determined. I don't think that, you know, like I said, Ennis as a checking forward, I don't think that's going to work. Yeah, he can be gritty, but he's not going to be effective in that role. He's more of like a two-way speed. That guy's going to get bounced around in playoffs, right? <laughs> like, yeah, you know, you play him against Zadino Chara, 
like what's he gonna do i'm just i'm just picturing what i think that was that picture between him and shara that showed like the <laughs> tallest and shortest in the league right i might have been kirby or something maybe it's kirby yeah i don't know if kirby's still in the league but it's yeah. i don't know it's just i mean we were talking before we started that babcock in detroit he always had those guys on the third and fourth line that could eat up the clock for him and you know get physical and get the energy going mm-hmm. and in toronto he's got a highly skilled team and you see a lot of toronto fans criticizing babcock about his player usage and how he's you know utilizing everybody in a way that they don't think is the right way yeah but i think he's been vocal about wanting more those bigger gritty guys yeah and, so he's and dubis hasn't gotten them exactly so I think that's where there might be the rift that they're seeing. Yeah, so like Babcock's history of utilizing these gritty, hard-nosed forwards yeah. that he's always had in the past, he comes to Toronto, he doesn't have them, so he's trying to make do with what he has. And he's still he's still playing the same type of game. He's not really changing it up to address like, okay, I've got more high-powered forwards, let's use them more. Yeah. He's still trying to use that same like, you know, gritty eat-the-clock guys. Yeah, and you know, things like putting Hainsey on the top pairing with Riley and then I think du- Babcock also made a comment when Dubis got Muzzin mm-hmm. he said something like you know we have way too many left-handed D or something but we'll make do and you know we'll try to succeed so people were like oh my god he's complaining that, that Dubis didn't get a right-handed D yeah and I, th- I don't know I just think Babcock's a good coach but yeah it seems like he might be trying to play that style still where he doesn't have the right tools and i guess it's probably especially got to hurt that you know they've lost martin and komarov because those are two guys that babcock would have been yeah they're right up his they were he was happy to have them (laughs) yeah yeah it definitely seems like his type of player right exactly and i'm trying to think on the team i mean you have kadri but I think Connor Brown's a bit a f- bit more physical too. And Hyman. And I Hyman. know lots of fans complain about Hyman being on like a line with Matthews instead yeah. of Marner or something like that. But I mean it works. Yeah, I mean he's he's effective in his role. How many lines can you think of of where there's a gritty guy and a sniper and someone to pass the puck or something? Yeah. Right? Like good guy for checking. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's really a rift there. No. It's people making a story out of nothing. It's just Babcock with a commentary on his team. He's allowed to do that. He's a highly experienced coach. Yeah. Although, like, just when we talk this over, I will concede that he definitely is a coach of a different style team than Toronto is currently. He's definitely a coach of, like, more, like, that Boston mentality. very much so. That kind of team. Whereas Toronto's, you know, that that white collar game so i think so yeah that that's a fair point too yeah i mean i'd like to see what they do in playoffs this year they're probably gonna they are gonna play boston so we'll see what happens yeah especially with um they've been struggling that's no secret they've been really struggling yeah the last few weeks here so it'll be interesting if they're just gonna be able to turn it around before the playoffs start yeah and if anderson gets hot at the right time yeah that'll be huge because he's he's pretty unbeatable if he's on his game yeah so if if, yeah when he's on his game he's a Vesna candidate easily yeah and uh we just touched on Boston I have a couple things about them um so there's the NHL player poll right (laughs) (laughs) and the funniest to me was Brad Marchand was voted the best trash talker in the league and he was also voted the worst trash talker in the league yeah so first off i'm very disappointed that drew doughty was not the best trash talker in the league <laughs> you suck at hockey buddy hey buddy you suck at hockey yeah so that's you know that's an all-time great right there um i'm not sure what the players were thinking when they were voting on this but <laughs> <laughs> it's probably the licking They'd yeah maybe the licking <laughs> but for real that's actually pretty amazing that he managed to be both so yeah. he's either some guys find him really funny and some guys find him like <laughs> insulting or annoying stupid. yeah annoying i mean it's a percentage game right like not of all of them land he's just yeah when he's 
just everyone's got a different sense of humor talking so much trash might not be funny to everybody or might not get under your skin yeah and i mean if we're taking his social media game as any indication i'd probably put him as the best in the league yeah he made a post about winning best and worst and it was pretty funny so like i'd like to thank <laughs> you know my teammates and everything <laughs> yeah his social media games like on point he's been getting really good especially with krug yeah him and Krug go back and forth there's also a thing where a uh a Boston media guy criticized Krug and then Marshan said like buddy you're in the concession the whole game like you can't even see the game <laughs> it's pretty funny um another so, thing with Boston the best. yeah another thing with Boston was uh Big Z signed another contract yeah so in my notes here I actually just wrote Immortals at Anochara I think yeah. it's fitting I mean he's I mean, still going he's like the green monster now he's all yeah is he vegan or just vegetarian? Oh, he yeah. He's one. Of, actually, he's one of them. I don't know. I think he's vegan, but he's the green machine. Like basically, he's, I mean, how old is he now? He's thirty-nine or forty, isn't he? Yeah, he's got to be forty something. I think, he, I think he was like traded from the Islanders in like the early. 2000s. He played in the league with with uh, Gretzky. Okay, so yeah, like he's easily. I think him and Matt Cullen are like the only two playing that played with Gretzky. Maybe Thornton. Thornton was ninety-nine draft. Okay. So you, he probably would have been right after. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, he's 30, he's old. 39, or 40. I was just thinking about this the other day. When you think about, like, veterans on the team and, you know, how old they are. And you're thinking about, like, how old really is this guy? He's, like, 35. And then in hockey terms, that's, like, old man. But in yeah, real life, that's, that's like. Basically, <laughs> like, you should have retired already, bud. Yeah. Like, oh, man. Especially, so especially now. Like, even, even looking back 10 years. Like, I went back and played NHL 2K5. And you go and look at the rosters and how many players are in their like late twenties, early thirties, even yeah. mid to late thirties. And now it's like half those guys would have been out of the league ten years ago. <laughs> yeah. It's it's insane. And like for him, like I know he I know watching him he's he's lost a bit of his speed, a bit of his foot speed, but he's managed to adjust his game and stay effective, which in is partly helped by having like a fifteen foot wingspan. Yeah. But um like that's amazing for him to have changed his game and kept in shape well enough to play this long because he is such a huge part of that team yeah i know cassidy had to have a conversation with him about like taking him off like the first power play and chara was just pissed i can't imagine talking to a pissed chara yeah how scary that would be but pound your head into the ground (laughs) said like we want to use you in a different way and part of that longevity is going to be changing your game and you know playing less minutes yeah playing less but more effective minutes especially as boston has guys like mcavoy and krug coming up to take over the the throne yeah and carlo and yeah all them and they had to do that with uh bacchus too that's why he's been in so many fights yeah because he's he's acknowledged that he changed his game to be more of a enforcer and he sucks at it yeah and he's that headshot he took last year i thought he was done and yeah so for a guy who's had so many concussions it's i mean ultimately you can't it's we can't sit here and make the decision for him that oh you've had a few concussions you shouldn't do that but it's kind of concerning when all of this cte stuff is coming out and all these players are having trouble by the time they retire and after that he's already had so many concussions and he's going and willingly fighting which i will i will say that fights are not the main source of concussions in the league it's just the fact that you're still getting hit in the head repeatedly. Yeah. It's at CTE I mean it obviously can be from one hit, but more often than not it's the repeated smaller hits. Yeah. Like football, right? That's where they all all like the linemen that repeated stre- uh stress of your when you collide. Yeah that's what it's from like, and like you don't even so many times and you don't even have to get hit in the head to get a concussion it's the whiplash yeah. effect yeah it's, it's the brain the brain moving sliding. in the stall. yeah so you know him being you know he's always been a more physical player so he's probably had a lot of situations where he's had a bit of a whiplash effect going on that have caused yeah. a lot of issues and the concussions compromise everything so yeah, yeah. anyway uh yeah just shout out to chara for that one year, two million, which is extension. An amazing contract for him. Like, yeah, he's still a pretty damn good defenseman. 
Yeah, and like you said, like he's so valuable to that team. You know, he's been captain what, like 10 years? I honestly don't I forgot that I okay, when we were having this conversation, I was like when did he get to Boston? Because I remember him in Ottawa and then I remember him in Boston, but I can't remember if there was something in between because I didn't realize he had been there that long. I felt like he was a rental to Boston who stayed. But looking back, like he signed in Boston from Ottawa. Um I think think he was traded but i'm not sure for who yeah it was right around that redden redden and chara thing and they kept redden i think yeah because yeah, he was drafted by the islanders and then went to ottawa yeah and then yeah i'm not sure and how he, he ended went up from ottawa boston. to boston i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure it was a trade yeah but i'm not sure what would have went back Ah. Uh, I don't know, but yeah, he's been there for we only, a long We only have a computer right beside us, but we won't look at it right now. <laughs> yeah, that, that's yeah. too much work. That's typing. Yeah, but he, I mean, he's been there for so long, and they've got these, like we said, they've got, he've got, they've got these three young defensemen right there that are playing under one of the best of the generation. Yeah. Yeah. So that's going to be a huge, huge, huge bonus for the team moving forward to have Char there for those guys. Yeah, he's a giant piece of that team, both literally... <laughs> and figurative, figuratively yes. he's huge so. <laughs> yeah and boston's just firing on all cylinders still going into playoffs oh yeah they and uh it seems that they they keep winning 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 but they can't catch tampa oh you cannot catch tampa camp tampa clinched the president's trophy yeah so they did that was that the fastest since the 95 96 red wings Probably, I think was the the record there. Yeah, which I mean, that team was I think one of, if not the most points in NHL history. That team was stacked. Yeah, that was the Russian Five, right? I believe so. I think that was the right the right era. I think that was right when was that when Shanahan got there. Yeah, probably Fedorov. They already had Fedorov and Larionov. Iserman. Larionov. Konstantinov. Yeah. Yeah. Insane. Detroit was so stacked growing up, like when they well, got it, Hasek. <laughs> yeah, that, that it's why it's so weird now, like because Detroit's always been like the best in the league for pretty much my entire life. So it's weird now to see them struggling. Like it's just not something I've ever, I've ever experienced before. Is yeah. Detroit not being the best in the league? I love Detroit, and uh, it's sad that I saw pictures of the Joe Lewis getting ready oh, to be yeah. destroyed. Iconic. Very sad. Yeah. I wanted to go there before they stopped playing there but just never got around to it but um i think the joe lewis was no okay so there was only two arenas left without branding that was the joe lewis and madison square garden Mm -hmm. and now it's just madison square garden and all the other arenas have some sort of corporate sponsorship yeah some like shitty corporate sponsor name which changes like every five years or whatever whenever the agreement ends oh yeah and it really sucks in canada because there's basically two arenas with every name like there's the bell center and bell and bell mts center rogers place rogers arena rogers is way worse rogers is fucking terrible because there's the blue Blue jays Jays. yeah so it's just rogers across canada yeah and um and then bell in montreal and winnipeg yeah and then scotia bank which they yeah. used to have Ottawa as well, I think. Was it like Scotiabank something out there, and then it changed to Canadian Tire? I think Ottawa is Canadian Tire, and then Sco- Toronto used to be the ACC. It used to be the Air Canada Center, but yes. now it's probably Rogers. I don't remember. I think it's... Oh, shit, I can't remember. I don't know. I just think it's funny that Boston plays at TD Gardens. Yeah. I, I think Carolina played at RBC for a while. <laughs> yeah. I, I just don't I like this, the corporate sponsorships. I mean, I get that it's a part of the league, but there's it's, just no identity. No, there's no there's no cool identity for the for the team name. Like nobody calls them by that. Like there's always some other name if and fans are going to come up. Even with if it. you do have like a nickname, like eventually it changes. The sponsorship changes, so now you can't call it that. Yeah, like how many Toronto fans still call their arena the ACC? Yeah, and like uh, in Vancouver. It's still, like, uh, GM Place. Yeah. Even though it's Rogers Center or whatever. And then the Capitals, they used to play at Verizon Center. 
so people called it the phone booth. Okay, that's but, pretty funny. But now it's Capital One, which I mean, I, to makes be fair, sense. that is a fitting. That one. is a really good one. I I do enjoy that one. Actually, it is really good. It's like the perfect sponsorship. Yes, but you know you can't call it the phone booth anymore. No, so I think I think in Edmonton they tried to get like oil drop off the uh, off the ground at some point because the, right. like the whole complex is shaped like one or something. Oh yeah, never really stuck. Yeah, I guess they need that money. Yeah, this multi-billion-dollar company needs that money to keep things afloat. You know, I, like I was free honestly, money, basically, right? I guess. Yeah, I honestly was uh, very upset when I learned that the Oilers' new arena, when it was being built, was going to be called like Rogers. Yeah, place. I was really disappointed too. I was that really... was of any company in the country, that was probably the one that I didn't want to hear. Yeah. This. Yeah. Anyways, one one last thing before we move on is one that really crushed a part of my soul when I found out and this isn't hockey related but I grew up watching the Seattle Mariners like me and my dad would watch the Mariners all the time and I played baseball loved it you know they play at Safeco Field I recently just went to Safeco last summer to see the Mariners play first time I've ever been there it was pretty sweet they changed it now oh what is it it's I think it's T-Mobile Oh, park and sucks. yeah so they're changing the color scheme too so safeco field used to have that you know that mariners color green yeah kind of like that dark bluish green yeah they used to have that everywhere now it's going to be like they're going to have like pink leds and lights and stuff on it so it's like what the fuck this is it used to Ugh. be like the right color for the pacific northwest yeah that green basically and now it's going to be pink and it's just like Oh man, it's nothing sacred. Like Safeco was. Well, I still, I still know it as Safeco. Yeah, like it was Safeco for so long, and now it's not. It's just so weird. Like my whole life, it's been Safeco, and now it's not. It's just such a weird thing. So yeah. I just wanted to say that because just that's like the effect it has, right? Like it's just like you know it as that, and then it changes, yeah. and you're like, what the fuck? Well, I had a hard time when I was a kid with um because the Oilers arena used when i was a kid it was called sky reach center right it was just the generic name because that's what the builder wanted or was kind of creating with it and then it got changed to rexall place when i was young ish i didn't understand that at the time i'm like isn't that sky reach center <laughs> yeah why <laughs> like, do we I call this building something else yeah now? I, I called it sky reach center for so long and like i never really understood it yeah that's just what i knew it as yeah and it's like such a big part of the city and it's just weird when it changes very. It's just like we're changing this entire gigantic building to something else now. So if you Google search it, it's not going to come up or anything. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Anyway. So I think it's time to give a quick update on the playoffs. Yeah. So the division spots are pretty much solidified. There's not a whole lot of competition left. There's the little bit in the Metro because Metro Carolina might is, move around a bit. Yeah, because Carolina is only two points back of Pittsburgh for the third division spot. So that's where we'll start. Um, so Pittsburgh's in the Metro 3 spot with 93 points. I didn't look at how many games they had left, though. Um, and then in the wild card, we've got Carolina with 91. They have seven games remaining. Montreal at 88 with six games remaining. And very luckily, they beat Vancouver last night. So Columbus is two points out of the wild card spot. They've got 86 points with six, seven games remaining. I don't know about everybody else, but I know Carolina has a game in hand on Pittsburgh. Okay. So, yeah, so Pittsburgh's going to have six games left. They'll have the same as Montreal then, which isn't relevant for that division. <laughs> yeah, but for the wild card it is. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I'd like to see Carolina get in. I would too, actually. I, again, I, I could go either way on Columbus. If they bump Pittsburgh, that's awesome. But uh, if they miss, it's kind of funny. So They're seven points back of Pittsburgh right now. Yeah, so that's probably not happening. So but... if they're going to bump anybody, it's Montreal. Oh, okay. Which, got to be honest, we're Canadians. I'd rather see Montreal in. I'd rather see Montreal too. I think uh, that's just the better fit for me. Yeah, I remember to watch them get stomped out in the first them round by Tampa. Playoffs was really fun when they were the last Canadian team in, and they had like yep. Dale Weiss, and they have Dale Weiss again. Oh, it's I mean, stars are aligned. Yeah. Yeah. So Columbus, like they won last night. Luckily, they shut out Vancouver because yep. they were four points out, and. You know, within this past week, we've had Columbus's GM, uh, Yarmulkekalainen, 
has come out and said, basically, we are not looking like a team right now. So this <laughs> has been a common theme amongst various organizations this year where they are or are not teams. Yeah, thanks for confirming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks for confirming, Yarmo, that Columbus does not look like a team right now. At they least he like... didn't say, we aren't a team. He just said, we don't look like a team. Yeah, well, it might have been one or the other. I'm just saying uh, <laughs> something along those lines. I'm pretty sure he said, we don't look like a team. Yeah. He said, I think he was on the lines of more, we look like just a bunch of guys playing individual games, which when you bring in how many new players? Three, four for the trade yeah. deadline? Like, yeah, obviously you're going to have some chemistry issues. Yep. So that's not very good when you go all in. Yeah, I know in their game last night that Dubois got his first goal in like 14 games, so maybe he'll get fired up a bit. Yeah, Panarin had a really good game too from the sounds of it. I think Anderson got two goals. Yeah, Anderson's on fire. Panarin had a good got game. a goal. That's good. Duchesne, I think, was off the score sheet, but yeah, is we'll see what happens yeah. with them. But uh, that's, yeah, like you that's said, concerning. I would rather see Montreal get in. I'd like to see more just, Canadian I, teams. Yeah, I'm completely biased. It's solely I just want to see the Canadian team make it. That's that's it. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I wouldn't mind Columbus getting in, but if they bump Montreal, and let's eh. be honest. This spot is fighting to play Tampa Bay in the first round. So you're basically just fighting to get your asses handed to you. Yeah. To be completely I mean, honest. Montreal has had it where their goalies get hot. Yeah. They've had this in the past where they get a hot goalie and make it through the President's Trophy winning teams. Bring out Yaro Halak. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So, so I mean, Carey Price could get hot. He's been doing okay this year. So. He's been playing well. So, I mean, their power play sucks balls. I think it's like the worst. <laughs> so that could be fun watch the worst power play against the best penalty kill <laughs> yeah yeah maybe they'll get some shorties like against toronto yeah maybe yeah so that's pretty much it and then any team below that i think was the next one was like philly and they're i think they're like six or seven points out of the wild card spot yeah, at this I point so they're Philly's done getting in there no they're a bit too far back um so moving over to the west the division spots again are pretty much set that they're basically just kind of fighting for placement in first and second in the two divisions. Right. So in the wild card, we've got Dallas at 82 with seven games remaining, Colorado at 81 with six, uh, Minnesota at 79 with six, and Arizona at 79 with six. So this one's still pretty much wide open where there's three points separating those four teams, and Dallas has one game in hand. Hmm. So... I have, I, Dallas has been sitting in that first wild card spot for a few weeks now. I'm pretty sure they're comfortable there. That that's probably where they're going to end up. But they've also lost a little bit of ground. I think to that other to that other spot. I think Colorado's on a bit of a heater. Yeah, which is pretty impressive considering they're down Landis Cog and Rantanen right now. I think Grubauer is just standing on his head. He did just get named third star of the week, so he's been hot. Yeah, Gruby is a good goalie. I miss that guy as their backup. Um, goalie factory over there in washington yeah i know two of our former goalies over there um i'd i would like to see colorado and arizona make it all those other teams aren't really i i have a lifelong dislike of dallas just because of the edmonton oilers getting beat by them in the first or second round like six years in a row or something yeah (laughs) there's like four or six years when i was a kid they got beat by dallas played them every year um yeah, I mean, Arizona's a good story that they're just that hardworking team that's probably going to sli- slip. They're probably going to sneak in just because that seems to be a team doing that per year. Yeah, I'd like to see Arizona get in because they haven't got in since they went to the conference finals. But yeah, I would also like to see a Arizona versus Jets matchup. Ooh, that could happen. It could be like whiteout versus whiteout. I mean, they'd, they'd have to get to the first wildcard spot, but if they get a... Get a few game hot streak. Yeah, I would love to see that. That would be that the would be battle fun. of the Jets franchise. <laughs> does that count? Like, if they fight each other, does that does that count as like hating yourself? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I would love to see that. that. That would be funny. And I want to see Colorado in because I liked Colorado as a kid, even though I like Detroit too. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, of the, of the teams there, I'd probably pick Colorado to make it Minnesota's kind of been falling down a little bit they've lost a lot of their uh a lot of their momentum and they've lost the playoff spot now yeah um 
Yeah, I'd like I'd also like Ottawa to win because or not Ottawa, Colorado. Getting ahead of myself. Here. <laughs> Colorado to win because then they'd get that like first round pick. I want them to go as far as possible and then they get the first overall pick in the draft. Yeah, it'd be fucking hilarious. <laughs> like what if they win the cup? <laughs> not they get saying the first that and last in the first in the round. That's unlikely, but if they did and then they get the fucking first overall, how funny would that be? Be like, thank you, Matt Duchesne. <laughs> yeah. And I and you know, looking back at the last year and a half since that trade of you know dorian and melnick being like we think this pick's gonna be like higher in the first round or lower i guess lower later on yeah it's like well you just basically gay took brady kachuk over jack hughes or capo caco so yeah and then like we're gonna leverage our future for right now and then like two weeks later like actually we're gonna do a full rebuild yeah so i so I'd like Colorado and Arizona. I, I hope think. they get in. Yeah, I'm with you on that. But I'm I think okay it's with more Dallas. likely that it'll be Dallas and Colorado. At this point, that is the standings. And, I mean, there's one win separating the first wildcard spot and the two teams on the on the cusp, so it's pretty close. I'm, yeah. I'm actually excited. And I actually forgot to write these down, but there are a couple of matchups on, like, the last day or two of the season that could be like determining the playoff spot i think i actually think montreal plays columbus in their last game of the year oh really i know the capitals play the islanders the last game so that could be fighting for the division lead for the division title and the joy of playing what probably looks like carolina or maybe pittsburgh now it would be pittsburgh (laughs) unless it's new york winning the division (laughs) yeah Washington can't play Pittsburgh other than the second round anymore. Yeah, it has to be the second round. Yeah, that's if the it's only first way. round, I'm gonna be so disappointed. I really like I can't get that emotionally invested in the first round. Like the the Penguins Caps matchup is just so much. It is. It can't be the first round. No, that, you need that's always one of the best series of the entire playoffs. You can't have that be the first. Round. <laughs> yeah, it's like. Our own little Stanley Cup, basically. And I mean, let's be honest, every single time that matchup happens, the winner of that wins the cup. Every time. Every time. And that we're, like this goes back to the Pittsburgh's wins in the 90s. Yeah. We, it's, we checked. It's every single time. Like, so, like it can't be the first round. Yeah. <laughs> you can't know who's going to win the cup in first round. Exactly. you got <laughs> you got to wait until at least the second or yeah. third round. Yeah. So... I really hope if we do meet them in second round, just for posterity's sake, you know, just keep the streak going. Yeah. Um, before we wrap things up, I do I do want to talk about the Flames. Yeah. So they're, <clears throat> they're sitting first in the Pacific right now, and they've passed 100 points for the first time since 0506, which is pretty cool. Um, and also they have five players with at least 70 points which is insane yeah very very cool so they have Gaudreau with 92 Lindholm with 77 Tuchuk with 76 Monaghan with 76 and Giordano with 70 so Giordano's Giordano getting Norris for folks. Norris yeah like for real he's he's gonna be one of the finalists this year yeah just I, off I of so. points alone I mean he's probably gonna be there with like Burns and whichever reputation voter probably headman actually <laughs> yeah headman probably headman burns and uh giordano yeah yeah i don't think dowdy's in it this year no unfortunately he deserves not. it he didn't get it last year so well i mean we've seen weirder things with the norris so <laughs> that's very true um so yeah the flames are just on fire haha so. i get it <laughs> <laughs> um and i also forgot when we were talking about who's on their team with playoff experience, we forgot James Neal. The real deal? How do we forget him? I don't know how we forgot the real deal because he was hurt, but he uh, came yes. back. And did you see the picture they used on NHL.com? Yeah, that was a really good one. <laughs> He's got no fucking teeth. <laughs> He's yeah. like an old man. <laughs> yeah, he returns. Like, hey, guys. <laughs> um, he likes soup now. <laughs> so he's someone with a fuck ton of experience because he's gone to the finals how many times now? Ugh, 87. Yeah. <laughs> Somewhere Sidney Crosby's smiling. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, he's gone to the finals two years in a row. Basically. So. Oh, yeah, because he was in Vegas, too. Yeah. I just had Nashville and Pittsburgh in my mind. Yeah, so he's been all the way, basically. So 
Well, that'd be, be three huge straight for their team. Because was he in Nashville then Pittsburgh? Um, he didn't. I don't Vegas? think he won the, won the cup in Pittsburgh. Oh, oh, he was there before. Yeah. Okay. Just getting my yeah. James Neal team straightened up here. He was on Nashville for a couple of years. Right. Two or three. Um. But yeah, so he's he's huge. Um. So I think he's he's coming back. He hasn't had the greatest year, but in playoffs, you know. Even if be, he doesn't do huge. anything, he's still experience. Yeah. And you know, whether or not it plays a role on the ice, it's huge in the dressing room for this is going to be the Flames. This is the first time they're going to be an actual contender because they've made the playoffs with this team, with most of this team, but they never really did much. They were kind of a wild card. They got swept in the first round. Like, yeah, they didn't do too much with it. So this is going to be the first time that core is going anywhere. Yeah, they have a legitimate chance. Yeah, and win. I mean, looking at their core players that you just named, they're all their scores there. Yeah. None of those guys have experience, really. If no, anything, yeah. I don't think Carolina's made it with any of them either. I mean, Geo, Geo is his own thing, but yeah. the rest of them, yeah, they're all pretty young. So, so having James Neal and having, you know, that that experience, that those intangibles, basically. Yeah, he's going to be gonna huge help. for them. Yeah. And then one last thing that I have on my list uh, is the Capitals visit to the White House. Yeah, so that's the last thing I wrote down, too. I wonder if they're going to get some fast food, you know, as all the other teams. I think so. I mean, have another nice McDonald's feast. Yeah. I mean, what athlete doesn't want that? All the team's nutritionists are just having, like, a massive heart attack right now, <laughs> thinking about how to how to overcome this. Yeah. Um, there's a couple a couple players on the team who said they weren't going to go. Yeah. And Devontae Smith-Pelly said, before the Capitals even won the Cup, he had said, if we end up going, if we end up winning, we get to go to the White House, I'm not going to go because yeah. this guy's racist and bigoted. Racist, sexist, xenophobic, bigoted. Yeah, he said he said that stuff too. Yeah, and you know you always have hockey players. We want hockey players with more personality and more outspoken. Oh There's no, not the, like this. But yeah, when, not, not when it conflicts with what I want to justify as my own views. But when DSP said that, there wasn't anybody saying like, "Oh, could you say that?" Everyone was yeah. like, "Yep." I think the common criticism is that we all crucified Tim Thomas for doing that, but now because it's DSP and Connolly or like we're not we're not talking about them in the same way as Tim Thomas. Yeah, I think Tim Thomas is, wouldn't have gone no matter who was in the White House. Yeah, I think his views are kind of like I think he's one of those in general. Yeah, I think he's one of those I am a it's libertarian, right? Human citizen or never one of those like people who like you know like I'm not an American, I'm just a human or something like that. He's just kind of anti-government. Yeah, he's just but, one of those I mean, kind of people, but yeah, sure, he gets kind You're of totally right. on, but... You're totally right. Like, oh, why wouldn't you go see him? Is it because he's black? No, he's just a weirdo who doesn't want to go. Yeah. And, I mean, with this visit, too, like, I th- I'm pretty sure a lot of the players are just going for a tour of the White House because the visit got altered. Like, there's no press. There's no public ceremony. There's no interviews. Like, there's nothing. Yeah, it's not it's the completely private photo with the cup and the president and the president saying stuff like you won't have yeah. obama cracking jokes about phil kessel it's yeah like, it's not gonna be like that it's private i'm pretty sure it's just a tour yeah that's it so dsp is not gonna go and he's totally within his rights to do that mm-hmm. um and Connolly's not going he's i think he said some of the things that this guy said are you know like prejudicial or something yeah, like that he didn't it's say something like to his values yeah he said like that goes against my values and that's all i'm gonna say or something like that he didn't say anything like he's racist or whatever he just said like yeah, yeah very diplomatic answer just yeah and so it. he's not going and then Braden holpe is not going either and holpe someone who's always like at lgbtq events and stuff in dc and he's very supportive of that community and he's gone yeah. to like pride parades and stuff with his wife so he's not going and i saw online people were really like whew good so they were worried he was gonna go and then he was gonna be you know kind of hypocritical in supporting one thing but then going yeah to someone who's and that's the thing i don't 
I don't agree with people saying going to that visit is supporting the yeah, person. Yeah, I don't either. I, I think that's a little bit of an overreach. Like, they're... Like, first of all, I think this visit is a giant joke anyways. I don't see why we're parading around athletes like these national heroes. Yeah. But you're not going to support the president. You're going because your team did that. Your team was invited to tour the White House and meet the president. Yeah, I think it's... It's it's a little bit of a different thing there that's... People are kind of, like, mixing over. Yeah, I think it's, like, you can separate the individual politics from... Yeah, the and that's the thing, the meeting. you know, without getting too political, because this is already bordering on, like, not hockey-related, but everything everything is so, like, attack the other that there's no chance for just neutral diplomacy. Yeah, well, and it's also the idea of, I don't agree, so therefore I'm going to ignore, and, like, I can't be in the same room with you. Yeah, which is, which very, is destructive. very juvenile. It's destructive, it's juvenile, and it's harmful to the success and, you know, health of any governing authority body. Although, that being said, I completely support their personal choice to not go. I, I also do that. Because, because <laughs> they're of well within their Because abilities. of what's happened, yeah. and especially DSP being black. Yeah, like and experiencing the stuff that he's gone through. Like, It's very... I, I understand. And, and I mean... Even even still, these are three Canadians. Yeah, and what's it matter? <laughs> <laughs> I was joking online on the, the Caps subreddit. People were saying, like, Fox News is going to, like, turn this into, like, some big deal. I was like, why three Canadians not wanting to meet the American president should matter to you? <laughs> Who cares if they exactly. don't want to go? Like, exactly. it's just, they're three Canadian hockey players. Do you really expect them to be, like, interested in american politics and stuff like it's just yeah it's a free trip to the white house i mean every trip to the white house is free i guess but free tour yeah which is the which is the part that i think a lot of guys are going for and And getting back to the hockey part of it um you know most of the time the trip to the white house is scheduled around when that team is playing the, the capitals right so the capitals obviously are in the same area so they got to schedule when they went. And it's just funny to me that it's like right before playoffs that they went. And I wonder if that was a an intentional move to remind the team right before playoffs, like, hey, we won the cup. Remember that? Right. Like, oh, that's a smart one. I didn't even think about that. I was like I was thinking the whole time, why are like they're there the whole time? Why don't they just schedule at the beginning of the year and get it out of the way? Yeah. But that's no, what that normally makes sense. happens, right? Like normally they either go right before the season starts or they go when they play Washington. Yeah. So I thought that was a really smart move to go right before the season ends and be like, hey, guys, remember remember this whole thing we did? Uh, remember yeah, when we like paraded down the streets here and everything? Remember when you drank beer through your shirts? Yeah. <laughs> you want to do that again? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Ovi would. <laughs> yeah. So, and I was wondering if the cup was going to be there too. So then they actually know. physically see the cup. Like right That's, before playoffs, I didn't even think about that. That's actually a really good point. Yeah, I think if motivator. if the cup is there, it's even more of a shrewd move because it's really smart. I think absolutely. Yeah, so you know they're first in the division, and it looks like they're probably going to stay there. I hope they stay there. They have some key games coming up though. Yeah, so they play Carolina twice in a row. Um, It'll have some wild card implications. Yeah. And then they play the Islanders. So, yeah, I just think it was a smart move, even if the Cup's not there. It's just a reminder, like, just in the back of the players' heads, like, you got this. Yeah. This, this, you won this. You and it was kind of strange. It was so long. I honestly forgot about won. it until they announced it again. <laughs> yeah, I thought they already did it and I forgot about it or something. <laughs> but, yeah, so I think that's today, right? The visit. Yeah. Yeah, so. it's probably going on right now, actually. Yeah, so there's probably going to be some story about it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. I mean, it's just a kind of a tradition. Yeah. So. Basically. You can't fault the players for going, and you can't fault them for not yeah. wanting to go. That's how I see it. I don't really care. Like, oh, 
Ovechkin's Putin's friend, and he wants to go. No wonder he wants to go. It's just like, I'm pretty sure he's openly said, "I want to go because it's a tour of the White House." <laughs> I think he was the one that said that. And plus, like you won, like that's just part of winning. Like yeah. you just go there. Like it's not political. No, it's just it's not. It's just like Pittsburgh went twice. Does that mean that the, everybody on that team is a supporter of Obama? No, because some of them aren't even citizens. Yeah, like. Probably like ninety percent of them aren't citizens. Yeah, so. I have to imagine like Pittsburgh's had some a lot of Canadians and European players. Like in, just like the Caps, like yeah. there's a few U.S. citizens on the team. Actually, there's probably one of the highest uh, percentage of U.S. players because they got Orpik, Oshie, Niskanen, Carlson. Um, I think that's it. But yeah. Anyway, I mean, you get my point. Uh, yeah, I do. Um. So, yeah, I guess there's, what, like eight games left? Seven. Seven or or six. Yeah. Which, you know, getting ready to more on the loss of another NHL season as it comes to an end way too quickly. Going to be an interesting end to the season. I think so, yeah. It'll be exciting. um, We'll probably have some sort of playoff hype podcast. I think so. Uh, Once once the matchups are set, I think the season ends on a Saturday, so our Sunday Sunday slash early week episode will be playoff preview. Yeah. Get your brackets ready. Yep. (laughs) Let's see uh, how many how many series I can get wrong this time. <laughs> yeah, go for the streak. Yeah, I'm yeah. better getting all of them wrong than any of them right. I found that's a talent in itself. I think so. Maybe you should pull the George Costanza and just do the complete opposite of what your first thought is, and you'll get them all right. So Montreal's gonna sweep Tampa. <laughs> yeah, mark it down. <laughs> it's the awkward the awkward. Mark it like down. That. It's gonna happen. <laughs> Thomas okay. Tatar is gonna just. Lights out. He's just going to skate down the ice yelling, Tatar! <laughs> the big Score. tuna. All right, I guess with that randomness, we'll call it a wrap, and we'll catch you guys next time. Yep, so make sure uh, like, subscribe, share, whatever your platform you're listening on has, and follow us on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook for the latest content we are uploading. So thanks for listening. We'll see you guys next time.